Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Live Out Loud with Dr. K. And I am super excited because we have our very first guest today, and her name is Danielle Galati. And let me just tell you, I believe everything happens for a reason. And, and so let, I'm going to give you a little backdrop of how I came to cross paths with Danielle. So ironically enough, another friend of mine by the name of Danielle was having <laughs> a vision board, or a purpose party on New Year's Day. And we were getting together, just kind of talking about the year in review, the 2019 in review and, and just and, and forecasting uh, expectations for 2020. And I was fortunate enough to cross paths with Danielle there. And when I tell you this young, this lady, I want to say young lady, but we're probably like the same age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This young lady, she is so amazing. I mean, just full of energy, so much joy and just a pleasure to be around. And so that in itself was definitely you know, I, gravitating. Um, but to top it off, to top it all off, uh, as we were going throughout the night, it came out that she is actually a song, a songs, a, a song artist, and um, you know, she has a song that she created called "Preparing for Greatness." And for anyone who tuned in for the last segment, it was actually titled preparing for greatness and so when I realized that um when I realized that I just knew it was confirmation that she was the one the one to be on first and um I was like the one like from Matrix <laughs> I mean, I'm so like you, you'll learn like I'm a little cheesy sometimes but that's what makes it fun right it's so right so when I heard that, I just knew something immediately within me clicked. And I was like, okay, she has to be the first guest. And so, um, and, and she graciously agreed. And so I'm so happy to have her here today. And I just want to start off and ask Danielle, if you could just, you know, take a, a couple, a moment or two and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, once I want first, I want to say thank you so much, Dr. K, for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited about this, and thank you for sharing your platform with me. Um, as Dr. K said, my name is Danielle Gulati. Um, I am a screenwriter, songwriter. Uh, I wrote the song. He's preparing me, um, and it is on our album. Shout out to Beloved St. John, my church. We had an album come out, um, and you can get the song on Spotify and. Everything. I'm I'm just a, a creative type. I like to write. I like to draw. I do art. Like I'm just all around creative. Um, I'm a Christian woman of God. Um, I love the Lord. I sing on my choir at my church. Um, very active ministry, and that's me in a nutshell. I work, you know, all the regular day to day stuff. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Um, and I just love to create. So. I think that's why uh, um, I got into the writing field and arena. That's like my passion is to be a writer. I wrote for a show called Single and Anxious that is on Amazon. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, by all means, swing past here. Click, look at it for a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, check it out, y'all. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yes. Um, and I think, too, like, 
that creative side is also another part, uh, another reason why we probably gelled together because, um, and I think I mentioned this to you during one of my conversations that your vibe attacks your tribe, right? And so, right, right. you know, you tend to gravitate towards people that share certain commonalities and I'm, I'm big on the whole creativity um, piece and um, just innovating. And so definitely relate to that. And um, I think that is so, so cool. So Danielle, can you tell us what inspired you to write this song, Prepare for Greatness? So when I was younger, the first scripture I ever learned, like memory verse was first Peter chapter two, verse nine. Um, scripture that says you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood mm-hmm. a holy nation a peculiar people who he has shown forth the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light nice. and I remember um, being at my job um, I was working in customer service at the time and I was just sitting there like a lot of times when customer service you get a lot of downtime so I was sitting there in my downtime and then I just started thinking about that scripture and I had been going through it on the job too so I was like, I've been tested, I've been tr- mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about that scripture. So I started looking at the chapter because in my um the first church that I ever was a member of was um El Shaddai Baptist Church. And that was led by um uh the honorable Dr. Joseph James Thompson, who is now going on to be with the Lord. But he was always a big stickler on reading the whole chapter. Like, don't just take a verse, read the whole chapter. So I was like, let me read this this whole chapter or whatever. And when I was reading the chapter, I learned that um, it starts off talking about the stone that the builder refused, right? And like, yeah. I related to that so much because mm-hmm. growing up, I was like, I felt rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my upbringing was crazy, you know? And when I was thinking about all of those things that I had went through, I was like, wow so much and it resonated but I know that I've been called out of the darkness into the marvelous light so I always feel like the preparation like you have to go through that period of brokenness to mm. become the thing that you you need to be um if we if we like diamonds and and glass even like glass comes from little particles of sand which are melted together and that's a heated process so you got to go through the fire yeah. to become that beautiful vase or that beautiful diamond like diamonds don't come out the ground looking pretty like they are ugly little stones and then we cut them and we polish them and we refine them and we make them these valuable pieces that we wear in our rings and in our jewelry so I believe that everything has to come from that ugly broken process to become the fullest potential that it can get to Mm, that's so good that is so so good and you know I could not agree with you more on that like I I think this is probably the first podcast where we're really diving into like the faith side of, you know, this journey, this authentic journey, right, of finding yourself and embracing yourself and then living it out boldly. Um, And, you know, if I'll be honest, like faith has been an important part of that journey, of my journey. And, um, you know, so I can relate on so many aspects as you just shared that. And mm-hmm. you know, whether or not I know there are some people who are listening to this podcast and you may not subscribe to a certain, you know, religion or, you know, you, you know, you may not share the same faith and that's okay. This mm-hmm. is this is a no judgment zone and the purpose mm-hmm. isn't to necessarily um, try to uh, convert anyone, right? You right. Know, <laughs> um, the purpose is to just let you know that, you know, faith does make a difference that- Absolutely. Yes, it's huge. 
And it's a yeah. game changer. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, just hearing stories such as Danielle and um, even stories, uh, just, you know, the stories that I have shared and will share um, will mm-hmm. be inspiring and to help right. others out there see uh, just That's- important, just how important it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, good stuff. So, so now, so it goes without saying, Danielle, that faith was also necessary uh, for you to um, get through the process of writing mm-hmm. and then producing and singing this song. So, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us what you felt like was the most difficult part of the process and how you were able to get through it. So, like, when I was writing the song, to be honest, for me, songwriting doesn't come off, like, hard. It's not really a hard task for me to write a, a song. If I have a concept, sometimes I have to play around with the words a little bit. But when I was writing that song, it came from memory. Like, I knew that scripture. I just had to play with the words a little bit so that um, it can flow better. Mm-hmm. But I knew where I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, was, it wasn't a difficult process. But the journey, like, behind it was what I needed. Um, and the song, it says, um, he's preparing me for greatness, right? So mm-hmm. through all my trials and tribulations, that was all preparation to get to where I needed to be at to yeah. write that song. Um, so I would say like growing up, like my childhood was great. was like crazy. And, um, if you don't mind, can I share a little bit about yeah, my absolutely. My Please do. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So be- when I was born, well, before I was born, let's go back to that. My mm-hmm. mom had a issue with substance abuse. Um, I was born and I had struggled with, uh, I was I was born addicted to, uh, basically. So I was what the hood calls crack baby, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, um, when I was a baby, I was like dealing with a lot of health issues that withdrawal and in infancy. Um, mm-hmm. I had a rare blood condition where I had two blood in my body. I was on the breathing tube um, and like throughout my life I've heard stories about how um, my mom at one point rolled over on the breathing tube from that and like so many other things that took me out but the Lord saw fit for me to still be here which is amazing in itself and then on top of that I was dealing with um, like issues with her substance abuse on and off in my life as as a young child Um, throughout that I was abandoned my thing got to this, like right now, my mom sober for like seventeen years, so mm-hmm. God delivered her from that. Mm. But I went through a lot growing up, and in these times of um, trial and tribulation, like the Lord has saw fit for me to still make it through it. But when you're young and you're old, person, a person, person, understanding that I understood that my mom needed help, mm-hmm. but it also felt like, why don't you want me? Right. Mm-hmm. So when I read the scripture, I'm the stone that the builder refused. I think about my mom and our relationship and how I'm like, hey, you always took care of my brother, but you are not taking care of me. Right. So yeah. why can't I be here? Well, it's because she needed help. So I thought about that and like that was a part of my journey, just getting to writing this song. When you have the emotion behind already a word person so like the words just flow like I know exactly what I need to say and how I need to say this so I just thank God for blessing me with that ability as well but mm-hmm. just giving me that testimony so that I can go forth to write songs like this and just understand how he moved in my life and to share that with other people who are going through it yes mm-hmm. 
Yes, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that a lot of times it's, and what is the experiences that we go through that makes people like yourself and myself like so relatable. And, um, you know, that's, that's what places, as, as they say in church, the anointing, right? Um, behind right. the words that you sing or even speak right. um, because it comes from a very deep place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I've come to, I've come to the understanding that greatness really is a process. And that process many times um, involves having to go through many challenges and many adversities and being able to be refined through it. I believe it's all part of the process. Um, Mm -hmm. I look even at my life and I see situations where, you know, I was like, oh, Lord, you could just take this cup away <laughs> just like let the cup yes pass it from me why me right mm-hmm. um but i remember i was in this class one time um i took a course on how to counsel people and one of the things that they taught us is that you know we want to encourage people to not instead of asking the question why me ask the question what is it that I need to learn how am I supposed to grow right and so it kind of redirects that energy so that now we don't see ourselves as the victim but instead we see it as an opportunity to become victorious in a certain part of our lives um because if you know if we look at if we learn to look at adversity differently we'll see that you know, it makes us better. It, 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 develops, it develops character and it allows us to, you know, get stretched and strengthened in areas of our lives that we may have not ever, you know, received, you know, experienced those changes if it had not been for the adversity. So it all right. serves a purpose. All serves a purpose. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I'm so grateful for these, um, like these these trials that we go through, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you go through stuff, um, I think I think we become stronger in our faith. Like, yeah, we go th- like if we had like this. Sometimes people go through the silver spoon life, mm-hmm. and their faith is either never matured because they don't have anything to have faith in. Like, oh, the money's there. This is all working out. It's all me, me, me. Like I'm making it happen, right? Exactly. But when you get to a place where you can't make it happen and you can't mm. control the situation around you. Like I couldn't control as a child, not having my mom there for me. Right. So when yeah. I got to a place where this is beyond my control, Lord. And I remember mm-hmm. being young and like understanding that my mom needed help, like stuff that would happen in my life has prepared. And what is this crazy? Cause as I'm talking to you, I'm just thinking about all these situations that occur out mm-hmm. that made me who I am today. Like I bought my house, um, at, like a few years ago I was 27 years different than like the people that my peers right my peers aren't buying houses right now I have right. some peers but where usually I see that more like in the 30s and stuff like that so 31 I had my house for um three years and some change now and it was just like thinking about how my mom used to spend money when we were kids and she was struggling with her addiction Mm-hmm. And I remember like telling my mom, like, mom, can we um, pay all the bills first so the lights don't get cut off this time? And then whatever is left over, you can do what you want with it. Can yeah. we buy groceries first? Like, can we do that? Yeah. And I'm like, telling my mom, 
apartment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, that wasn't preparation for when I would need to make manage my money yeah. as an adult and serve and not just spend on impulse. I never struggled with any type of um, substance abuse addiction or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I can just imagine being like even a person who wants to buy purses all the time or mm-hmm. whatever the case yeah. is things that get us caught up I would have never been able to get my house or have a car or have a savings account and be prepared for what they call the thousand dollar issues right like yes. these things that talk about it mm-hmm. through in our community that we don't think about like it's all preparation and I was so grateful because buying my house I was able to tell people like oh you should do this yeah you should do mm-hmm. that like you need capacity for people so I had to stress and go through the struggle by myself but it made me equipped to share with others so like yeah. I always like you said preparate like greatness is a process like it's such a process because usually people who go through the most are making it easier so people and behind them that um go be go after them don't have to struggle as much and I think yeah. that we're strong from our upbringing like you shared a little bit about your upbringing and now that's your story to tell but like listening to you, was like yes i understand how you can be so determined to achieve your goals and become dr k you know what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. I, I hear that and it's like amazing how the struggle is really a game changer in the success line like mm-hmm. it, it it definitely is and whenever i hear stories like that i think about the butterfly right um, mm. In fact, I talked about um, the butterfly and analogy in, in my book, Detours of Destiny. Um, right. And one of the things about the butterfly is that before it becomes, a, of course, we know that it you know, becomes the butterfly from first being a caterpillar. And it's during that process where it's in a cocoon and trying to get out and, and struggle its way out. And um, it's during that struggle that it's really building up the strength that it needs now um, to be able to fly. It's strengthening, the butterfly is literally strengthening its wings during the struggle to get out of the cocoon. And, right. you know, if he, or uh, if it <laughs> um, did not, you know, go through that struggle, then it it would be ineffective. It wouldn't be able to fly. Right. It wouldn't be able to do what it was created to do because it never, you know, was able to be strengthened through the struggle. Right. And so it doesn't develop tools like yes. to work out this. Yes. And so it's huge. It is. And a lot of times we want to bypass the struggle and go straight to the glory, oh, right? Yes. <laughs> this cup from me. Yes. We are we need some why has thou forsaken us folks, right. don't we? Like like but it, I learned that um like I want one thing I would say is like I remember we was pressing like we would just with our album for the church like we've been like I would call it a tour, like just going around the city, singing at all these different venues mm-hmm. in Philly, Jersey, DC, like we were everywhere. And I'm like, this is a lot. Right. And I remember um, our minister of music, Scott Stevens saying, um, we got to stop thinking of it as we have to do this. Right. We have to get to do this. Yes, like, I, that's it. People, mm-hmm. I get to minister and, um, just to help build the kingdom of God. And I was just like, wow, like if I think of it like that, it would be better for me because we was pressing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I would say we was just out all, every week for life. I was like, my life is church. I couldn't eat dairy. Cause when, you know, when you, when you're a singer and you sing, um, I don't sing solo or anything like that, but I do sing with my choir and like 
of the front runner front singers and it's just like man we can't have our throats clogged up so i couldn't mm. enjoy mac cheese milkshake ice cream none of that for a while and that was a sacrifice for me because i like those things you know like you like mm-hmm. what you like and i was right. just like this press is a lot and learning to even have to have to um uh, take like my personal life was just so affected by it, and I'm not just a dairy, just like praying. You pray so much more because the enemy attacks you so much harder when you are doing his his his, his work, right? Mm-hmm. And like this is the album, and I in my head started getting those thoughts like I'm not the lead singer on none of these songs. Why I gotta stop doing all this? Like I don't care if I eat milk or whatever. And then it was just like this little voice in the back, like, can you just be obedient to your authority? Yeah. Like this, doing this. And I was like, yeah, but like fried food is good. Like I want all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want like give it to me. And then what? it was like, no, you get to be more disciplined in that. And like now we're preparing for our fast and stuff like that. But when you start cutting small stuff out your life, it's not hard to go on water all day because I can't have ice cream no way. So mm. <laughs> I can drink water. I'll be fine. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track, but I was just saying that to say, like, these things that we think that um, are so hard and we don't want to deal with it and why wow, we got to do it this way and why I got to take this long and all this stuff, like, God don't really tell us the whole plan when we're going through it. Just mm-hmm. like, like, even with the butterfly, like, the butterfly knows something's going to happen, but as a caterpillar, the, you got to think of a caterpillar as a young child, like, why I gotta fall yeah. up into this cocoon and stay in here for all these months? Like this is uncomfortable, and they go through pain. Like right. growing in the first, their body is growing. Growing pains is a real thing. It's not just a saying. Like yeah. something that actually happens. And imagine being tied, bound up in this cocoon, and that's how we feel like when we're going through our stuff. Like we're bound up in this frustration. Like why is it not happening when I want it to happen? Why is this going through? Like, even when you were sharing with me about your your computer crashing, like, why is this happening now? Yes. Like, yes. you know, like, <laughs> these struggles that we deal with, it's like, oh, my yes. God, I'm a good person, and right. I love you. I treat right. you right, Lord. Right by right. you. This happened to me? I'm your daughter. Like, what are yes. you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're it's quick. greatness. Right. We're quick to be able to, we're quick to pull those cards and just make it seem like, why me? Like, why, you know, and I heard, I heard Les Brown say one time, like, um, why not you? Like, Uh -uh. why not you would recommend? Like, is there a line of people that's signing up to say, I want to go through adversity, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll be thinking like, God is looking to be like, I know my kids. It's like the parents in, in general, like, you know which one you can send to the store with $20 and trust to bring your change back and you know which one you can't, right? right. And I, that's how God be looking at us. Like, I know which child I can get to do this particular task for me. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't supposed to be you, it wouldn't be you. Like, I believe that God is a perfect God. Even though in my head, I'd be like, Lord, we ain't on the same page. But God is still perfect. And yes. my and my belief and my faith in him say like, okay, I got to go through this. Like, God forbid I get some type of bad news or whatever happens. It's like, okay, Lord, I know you're going to take me through this. Like, I may have to cry. I may have to go through it. But that's one thing that you said in the beginning of the podcast, like our faith is different because faith proceeds, produces hope, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama wrote a book called The Audacity of Hope. And I'm like, wow, what does yes. like we have to be audacious in our hope like when your faith you step when you have faith you step out on things that you can't you're trying to go up a flight of steps and you can't see the next step 
every time. Yes. And that's yes. how God, like, God do not be giving me a play-by-play book. Like, and I love to be in control of things. Like, I love to know what's next. I hate if you ever call customer service and they're like, all right, so yeah, I'm, I'll take care of it. And you're like, all right, what should I expect? Like, what's the next step? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what the next steps are. But I know God is talking to me like that. Like, I'm going to take care of it. I got you. Yeah. I'm like, all right, how? Like, how are you yeah. going to do this? I need to know. Like, can you give me the playbook? He's like, if you don't just trust me, yes. sis, I'm service. I'm God. Like, right. you can trust me. But I'm going to get it done. Yeah. And that's how I feel like. And when I talk to God, it's not like, like it's reverential. But I talk to him like that. Like, bro, like, come on. Like, Jesus, we we kinfolk. I need you to talk mm-hmm. to me. And sometimes yeah. it's just silence. Like, I, I can't tell you what this is. Because sometimes I believe, um, because God knows his people so much, God knows that I would try to assist him in making something happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need your assistance. Like, oh. I, 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 made, <laughs> I made you. I made everything around you. Right. right? I don't need your and I think that's how it happens with that. And like when we get back to like the level, the, the ideology of greatness, right? Nothing is greater than God. Mm-hmm. Nothing is greater than our mm-hmm. creator, right? Right. I'm just thinking about like how he prepares us for our next steps, right? But the yeah. best, the greatest gift that we could ever have is just being able to reach out to him and just trust him. Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. he does. Yes. Yes. It, it, I mean, you are, you're absolutely right about that. That in fact, there's a scripture that says that, you know, it's, it's, it's our faith that pleases him. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. our ability to trust him at his word that right. you know, really allows him to, to get the glory. And I'm a firm believer that a lot of times, you know, God allows us to go through and I don't, and I say allow specifically because I don't think he's just like raining down you know <laughs> like I'm just making you go through these I think he allows it and yeah. he allows it to help you know one help us get out our own way sometimes sometimes you know mm-hmm. we need we are our worst enemy and Absolutely. um it takes us being able to go through some things to get revelation of areas in our lives that we need to change and alter and um and and, and and do something different. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And right. um, some sometimes the only way to get us to change our behavior is to create some discomfort, to trouble the waters, as they say, right? <laughs> so, yes. um, you know, I believe that adversity. I'm sorry, say that again? I said, and the waters have been troubled. Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, But again, when you have revelation of an understanding of what preparation for greatness really entails, then you're, Mm -hmm. you see the troubling of the waters totally differently. You see it and you understand that is part of the process. That is how we get prepared for greatness because no one, you know, I, I, I haven't met a successful person yet that ha- that that hasn't been through some stuff, right? Right. They, you mm-hmm. know, like the most the people that I see out there, you know, don't. I mean, look at Oprah for instance. Oh my gosh, her childhood oh was a nightmare. Like, Absolutely, a nightmare. And look at her now, right? Her now. Like, yeah. And that's what we have to think about. Like, everybody wants everybody wants success but they don't want the process yeah like 
mm-hmm. they want want the the money cars and all the stuff and whatever their idea of success is like my idea of success is totally different from a lot of people's but I believe that whatever you think is successful you you want to attain that Mm -hmm. but a lot of times people don't realize that the um attention and retention of success because success success could be fleeting if you don't keep with the process like when imagine you start a business and you grind hard to get the business up and then stop grinding. Right. Like that is, there's a, 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 a thing that you need to keep pushing on. And like the struggle is, I'm not going to say the struggle is never ending. The process does get easier, but you never stop moving. Mm-hmm. Telling yourself more. And I don't think people understand that. Like this always work. Like yeah. it's never this there and that's it like there's always going to be work that needs to be done and if it's not work in your business it's work in you like yes. whatever it's always gonna be something that needs to be done and I don't think people understand I think that people think that they get money and that's the end of it like I work this hard I'm here and that's it like your work never stops mm-hmm. especially not in the kingdom of, for me not in the kingdom of God like there's always somebody to minister to always something that needs to be done mm-hmm. but I don't think people understand that the greatness is not like Oh, I'm great. That's it. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's something there. Like I don't write a song and then I'm like, oh, this song is on the album. I'm not writing any more music. I've done what I needed to do. I mean, if that's what you want, that's fine. Cause like I said, success is measured by the person who feels successful. Yeah. If you writing one song and getting it on one album is where you stop it. By all means, sir, or ma'am, you're great. You go ahead and do that. But for me, it's like, okay, I need to keep ministering in song. I keep, need to keep pressing in this. And if I never get picked up on another album, I'm never going to stop writing music because that's a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And I just by putting pen to paper, you know, mm-hmm. those things that you have to deal with. I remember past my pastor, uh, uh, pastor Thompson had told me once, he said, Danielle, um, we, I was, we like, Lord, give us patience and all that stuff. He said, Dan, why do you pray for patience? And I said, what do you mean? He was like, why do you pay for patience? Are you ready for patience? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, you need to be more patient in this and the third. And he was like, the, you, he's like, the fact that you're praying for patience is saying that the Lord is trying to give you that. Because when we, we think about patience, like, why would I be praying for patience? Like, Lord, give me patience. Mm-hmm. It's because somebody is trying me. <laughs> like yeah. I'm being tried, being shown how to be patient, yeah. and the more you pray for it, the more of that you're going to get. Exactly. He's like, exactly. be careful how yes. you um, pray for things. And I was like, I never. I was like, oh my gosh, Pastor, this is it. Sounded so crazy. The fact yeah. that he told me not to pray for patience. Like, but he's like, are you ready for that? Because people pray for success, but it's like you have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And these tests and the things that make, bring you to your preparation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. Um, think about processes um even when you talk about like your dreams and your ambitions we put up our vision boards and we put everything how so do we put the car up there but do we sit down and we process these things like what are the steps to get in the house what are the steps right. to get right. need to take like because a lot of times we want things and we don't know what we we don't know what we're asking for what we're asking right. god for and um we want, we ask God for greatness. Like I remember one time I never prayed for greatness, but I had prayed that the Lord would show me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember a great period of going through, like, I just remember going through so much. And I remember thinking at one point when I was very young, I was probably about 12 or 13. I was like, God hates me. I like me. And I never understood like why he allowed for me to, 
I would go to church and I would love on God and I would pray and I would pray for my mom and I'll pray for my dad. And, you know, the people that we pray for when we were young, because we only pray for like a few people. I think when you're 13, like you don't know about the effects of intercessory prayer at that time. So I was just praying for different things or whatever and things that I wanted. And I would be like, God, I pray like I ain't had no job. I couldn't tie it. But I'm like, hey, what do I need to do? is better like i remember hearing the scriptures about tithe if you give and you sow and seed and the lord might pay it back in deeds to you or stuff that pastors would say at that time because i wasn't at my church at that point but it was just like how do i get to this place where will, will shine upon me and make me feel like he, he loved me right and then I remember now I'm growing up and thinking about it like i said he never tells you his game plan but like that was him showing you through all of that like you didn't mm -hmm. go through that by yourself like anytime that you cried i was there too you had to struggle you had to go through this where you are now and that's why i said like people have to understand that these processes they don't always look friendly they don't always look good like people always ask why does god so many allow so many things to happen to the world and it's because like these processes are needed i don't think that the lord is letting anything happen to us that is absolutely not needed for whatever his plan for us is and it mm -hmm. might not end up in roses. It may end up in ashes. You never know what the plan is. But who knows if your ashes lead to the fertilization of the soil for somebody else's wounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I think that there a lot of times we picture in my mind what we picture in our minds what we believe, you know, success is supposed to look like. <laughs> and it doesn't <laughs> necessarily look that way. You know, there's a <laughs> A lot of, you know, unexpected um, pitfalls and um, detours and challenges that we, we run into along the way. And if we don't, you know, right. tap into that greater source, then we won't be able to maintain the bird's eye view and mm -hmm. be able to see from the right perspective. So, you know, I think that's right. really what it comes down to is about being able to have the right perspective. And um, I think that's what really, that's what allows a person to tap into their greatness. And so right. during the last segment, we talked about, um, before you came on, um, we talked about the preparing for greatness. And I feel like this segment now that as we were talking, you know, I really, got a, even before we started talking, just felt like this, you know, is it, more of the manifestation of greatness, right? Because basically, <laughs> you know, the, pre the preparation was you going through and, you, you know, the, the different right. challenges that you faced in life and, um, how God groomed you from childhood up into adulthood to be able to, you know, write mm -hmm. that song from a place of authenticity because you you lived out some things, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so you now going forth and writing it and and singing it and now ministering it, to, you know, different places mm -hmm. is a, a manifestation yeah. of that greatness. And again, like you right. mentioned. It doesn't stop there, but I think it's important right. to acknowledge the fact that this is a manifestation of the greatness that you've been prepared for. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll even venture to say, like, I remember when I wrote the song, I gave it to um, our, I was like, here you go, or whatever. And I remember we went, we were doing a Be Beautiful Expo, and we were singing some other songs that were going to be on the album. And um, he was like, well, if you wrote it, we were, we were just talking and I was like yeah whatever about talking about the song and I'm like well who's singing it no somebody asked who's singing it mm -hmm. and Scott looked at me and I looked at him like uh, <laughs> okay here's your answer wow. he's like well if you wrote it you're singing it and I'm like 
But my like I said, I'm good for background. Like you know, in my head, and I don't try to downplay myself on purpose. Like if I tell you, I feel like that is probably because I really do. Like I really don't. I think I have a a decent voice, but in my head, like thank you, I appreciate that. In my head, I, I hear it like okay, it's a decent voice or whatever. But when people say you can sing, I'm like, ah, what y'all listening to? Like in my head, that's what I I keep thinking to myself because me wasn't that great. And as I got better at that song, like I I haven't heard it um, recorded afterwards, but I hear like the, the have been around me from the first time I sang that song with my little weak voice. And when they's like, every time you rehearse that song, it gets stronger. Like mm. just keep. Re- and I remember coming to a rehearsal and like the the whole choir, all like forty of us were like they were all in awe after I finished singing it. And I'm looking at them and they looking at me they're like you, t- and I'm like. Oh, because it didn't sound better to me, but okay. Like in my head, I can't, I couldn't get past me seeing myself as like this not great singer or whatever. Um, and that's coming from being growing up in the household. When you sing through the household, I used to sing all the time, and I probably couldn't carry carry it too. Much. I was a child, but they would be like, "Shut up, Danielle, you can't sing." <laughs> and I would be so like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> I used to be so hyped. It's just like, yes, I can. I sound good. Like, in my head, you can tell me I wasn't Whitney, Beyonce. <laughs> like, I was everybody. And then I got older, and I was listening to myself on the recording, and I was like, oh, they, they might have had a, a point. Oh, <laughs> then when I did the album, I'm like, oh, well, maybe this does sound okay. Like, it never, in my head, I, I never got to a place where I thought it sounded amazing. Like, I never got there. But I will say this, the ministry portion of it has, has made me feel overwhelmed with joy that I did it. Because people will come up to me like the word, like I, I it's in my head, like I, I think anointing is more powerful than the vocal ability, and that's like for me, I'm like I don't care. Great if somebody is ministered by, to by the words that the Lord gave me, that's all I need. Like my, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm never going to be um, comparing myself to Beyonce and Anita because I know that's not the, what God gave me. God gave me Danielle. Um, and I have to remind myself of that sometimes because I was thinking my favorite singers are like Mahalia Jackson, Anita Baker, yeah. like all of those significant voices that yeah. you can pick out in the crowd. Here's here I am, Danielle. I'm like, uh, I'm Danielle. I'm not <laughs> Anita, I'm not, but I'm Danielle. But right? you, so I had to think like that. I'm me. Voice. You have a view, and I will say, and I'm glad that we're going to play it at the end. Because people can hear it um, and, and, and be able to see just how perfect the song was for you. But I also right. want to just, as you were sharing, sharing the anointing part, for those of you who may not, you know, because I don't want to assume everyone that's listening to this, you know, necessarily is um, familiar with church lingo. <laughs> and so. Oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, when she, when we, when we use the term anointing, um, basically, I could say an example of it is if, if you ever heard someone sing and you felt like the hairs on your arm like raise up, like that's how right. when it touches you at a deep exactly. level that and to the point where sometimes right. it brings you to tears when you just fit, you don't just hear it, right. but you feel it. That's when you know that a song right. is a, or a person that's singing that song is anointed. Um, Right. And that is what really changes lives. And that's what we're about, right? That's why we're, you know, having this podcast now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we pray that even as people are listening, that, you know, something has been said that will or it's in the process of changing your life as you listen. And right. so, so as we bring things to a close, and this is so good, I feel like we're just mm-hmm. having like a chat, like we're just sitting and, <laughs> and just 
getting to even know each other um, and and hear just hearing your story is amazing. But as we um, you know bring things to a close, I want to know like what's next for Danielle? Like you know as you you know yes we talked about how the song was a manifestation of greatness, but we also know that greatness is progressive, right? So you should be consistently Absolutely. manifesting um, the greatness within you. And so how does that look? for Danielle moving forward so hopefully in the next week or so I'll be launching my podcast um right now I'm I'm in the process of like I've I've already written a song for our church's next album which they'll probably be um taking submissions for sooner or later um and like it's just a whole bunch of writing I want to finish my book Mm -hmm. that I had started um and it's going to be titled letters he never read and that's going to be a decent um story of my life and loosely based on me like loosely based on me but you know the good stuff um and then uh the podcast is going to be called we might lie a little and the reason (laughs) why I have that title is because I'm tell I will tell a story as if it's fact and really believe that that's the case a prime example is when um I was I used to be married, so my ex-husband had row. And um when I was riding past with riding past with he was like, I wonder who lives there. And I was like, um, you know, people there's people that people live there, they own houses over there or whatever. And I said, because they got all the lights up and it's a, a, a historical landmark in Philly, they get like a um a reduced rate on their uh energy bills and all this stuff. And um he was like, oh, okay, really? And I was like, yeah. I said, yeah, they probably get energy break. He's like, well, how come they never have the lights on? And I said, they probably have to block out the windows in the back so that it doesn't obstruct the lights um, on the on the houses or whatever. And he was like, oh, okay. And I told my cousin that then, like a week later. And she was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. She was, I was like, that makes sense, don't it? She was like, oh my goodness. Bro is a house for the boats because they do the regalas and stuff like that like it's literally boats in those houses and i was like oh that would make sense (laughs) (laughs) and like well that's why i was like with me like that's why i named the podcast we might lie a little because i think everybody at some point has given a detail that just made sense to them and it could make sense in life but it doesn't always come out as the truth so we might lie a little on our podcast but that's um or in my next venture and I'm going to be doing that with my um, cousin Dominique and I, I'm looking forward to, to setting it off and for that podcast um, we're working on making it vis- visual on YouTube as well as audio on Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple um, and all the major podcasts. Awesome, awesome and so how can people get in contact with you and um, be updated on the release of your podcast? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram, I am Danielle. I think I think we lost you. What happened there? All right. Well, that's what Facebook. I'm Danielle Gulati. Gulati on on Facebook. Sorry about that. It's okay. All right. Can you say it one more time, just in case anyone missed it? All right, I'm on Instagram at Danny J Gulati, and on Twitter, on Facebook, sorry, at Danny Gulati. Okay, awesome, great, great. So, do you have any words like to share with us? That any um, 
words of encouragement embrace your broken periods Mm -hmm. the periods when you are being torn apart because i believe that in the periods of us being torn apart is when we are becoming prepared for the beautiful sculpture that the lord is going to put us back together as love it yes Yes, and I um, echo the I echo that, and and just want to encourage everyone out there listening to understand that um, the the brokenness, the adversity, all of it is part of the process, and we can't become great, we can't manifest the greatness without going through. So um, do whatever you have to do, whether it's getting the right circle around you to support you, whether it's getting the right books to read to encourage you. In fact. That I know of one good one. Um, actually, shameless plug. Hey. <laughs> detours to Shout it out. <laughs> when the detour <laughs> becomes the path, um, that book was actually birthed at a very dark place in my life where, you know, I was mm-hmm. confronted with, you know, the fact that detours had purpose, that the detour was the path. And knowing that a lot of times God was using those obstacles, using those challenges to be able to develop character and cultivate some things within me and so I take a lot of those life lessons and stories and I was able to put that in the book and um, create what I believe is a a message of hope for people that's looking for a way out of their own dark places and so if you're interested feel free to look for it on Amazon Uh, again it's Detours to Destiny and you can also find it on my website which is firestartersmovement.com and so once again, it's been a pleasure, uh, Danielle, having you on the so show. <laughs> and um, just so glad that the audience got a chance to get to know you. And, um, you know, before we end, uh, I do want to close out and just hit, I'm going to play a little snippet after we, um, after I'm going to play a little snippet of your song so they can hear how amazing it really is. And so uh, I hope that inspires everyone who is listening and, helps you um, embrace your own preparation for greatness. So thank you again for tuning in to Live Out Loud with Dr. K. And until next time.